What, in addition to the right equipment, does it take for the job of film editing? Welcome to The Cutting Room, the official podcast of AOTG.com. And this week, we're going to be interviewing Sebastian Sebolda. Now, Sebastian and I are going to specifically focus on his work on the film Jackie. That was the film that came out in the fall, and it was getting a lot of rave reviews, and it was getting a lot of traction for the Oscars. And we focus specifically on the story structure and tackling some of the issues that you you get when dealing with a famous incident in a fictionalized form. Before I let you guys get into this interview, I do want to let you know that the audio is a bit rough. We were talking between Canada and South America, and so I it's a bit muffled in some areas, and I apologize for that. But please enjoy my interview with Sebastian. How did you get involved with this project? Well, I've already worked with Pablo as an editor in the club in 2015, and we started to work uh, together in 2008 because he he showed me the first cut of Tony Manero, and uh, I was uh, on holidays in Chile uh, because I I live in France, and he showed me his first version of the editing, and I give him a feedback. So it was really great for me. It was like a shock because I love the film. I mean, it was really something very new and special in the Latin American filmmaking, and it was something very new as a proposal. And then I returned to Chile to live in Chile, and Juan de Dios, his brother, who's the producer of Fabula, he proposed me to work with them. Yeah. So it was like I worked as an editor for a few films, as a script writer for some of them, and a script doctor, they produced my first film, my first feature film, uh, who went to Venice Critics Week. So it was uh, like uh, really fun to work with them because they they work a lot. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they they do a lot of films, and, they, and it was uh, and it was amazing because Chile and Latin America is not uh, a place where people produce uh, really a lot of good films. Mm-hmm. Maybe they produce films, but not at that level. I think that Juan and Pablo. They expand the frontiers, right? They are always pushing the frontiers uh, more far. And that's uh, a very important thing. Uh, I think that they did that uh, for the the Chilean industry. And uh, that was a really very important thing for this industry. Well, yeah, they started uh, Fabula. Yeah. Which is doing amazing work out of Chile. Yeah. And and it was like... uh, beginning of uh, when I started to work with them, I was, I I don't know which was my title. (laughs) It was like I was in all the projects as a consultant. So I started to work in different uh, jobs in each field. So it was, uh, I wrote to to treatments for Pablo and it was really, really fun. (laughs) It was really, really interesting. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, a lot of work. (laughs) So it it sounds like the environment at Fabula is it, it almost sounds like you guys have the same teams for each project. Is that correct? Like same cinematographers yeah. and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. They know how to to do the, the job because they met people and they think, okay, this guy he could 
work with with us in in this film, or, and it's not a problem of uh, I like him or we are very uh, close friends. No, you see what each one of the, the people who work with them can do in different films and in different moments of their lives too. So that that's very interesting. Yeah, they are really uh, very open mind, and because yeah, you know, I I study editing in uh, Cuba and I study uh, writing Latinese in France. Yeah. So was, uh, I had really the, the, the knowledge to, to do those work, but uh, then, I don't know, uh, in France, no one uh, asked me to work uh, on those different kind of uh, works, right, or mm -hmm. jobs, you know? So it was, uh, they are very open. They know that you can do different kind of uh, work and it's, it's okay with them okay. <laughs> and for me it was a really it was a, the, the most important school that I had yeah. <laughs> uh, because you can you can do that normally in the film industry right so it was it was great <laughs> so now I have to ask because you guys are you're in Chile and I'm wondering because it's this is a film based on a very well-known American icon yeah so as outsiders, or as people outside of the U.S., how did that actually, being an outsider looking in, sort of help you and Pablo tell the story of Jackie Onassis? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, uh, we, we laughed a lot about it because, yeah, it was not uh, really very classical stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I live in Chile, so you have to make a film about Jackie O. But, um, well, my studying background is, uh, I have studied history. In the in college, I studied four years. So for me, it's uh, really normal to study um, a historical uh, issue in in other countries. So it was not so so strange to think about it uh, in Chile. Yeah. But well, we we did have the the work in uh, France, uh, and uh, and we we finished in Chile. First of all, the, the the script was very was excellent. The script was was really very beautiful script. It was uh, heavy, and uh, we discussed it with Pablo, and Pablo told me, "Well, I'm going to work it as elemental problems of the human being, and not as a, like historical issues. You know how this woman." Could uh, really uh, talk with their children about about uh, yeah the assassination of GFK <laughs> right yeah, yeah. Uh, because this is a historical problem but in the movie and that's I think one of the most beautiful parts of this movie is a is a problem of a woman who has to talk with her children she has to to change her life in three days <laughs> and she saw the assassination of her husband at uh, I mean ten centimeters she was from. Uh, GFK. So I think Paulo studied the subject uh, with this point of view, like, okay, what happened to a human being <laughs> uh, most than uh, an iconic uh, character? And it was like uh, this, um, this approach was more interesting for him, I think. And uh, yeah, and I think he worked with his uh, point of view. And I think it was uh, more easier to do the film, because if not, it's too much abstract, right? Yeah. And I was going to ask about, um, because in, you sort of touched on it, but this idea that Jackie O is, uh, she's constantly having to put masks up. So, you know, around one particular group of people, she acts a particular way around her children. She has to present a particular sort of front. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. how did you go about cutting that? 
because it comes across very smoothly the transitions because there's a few moments where she yeah. changes on the spot yeah so how did you go about cutting that those scenes yeah yeah the thing is at the beginning i didn't uh, really um, we discussed with pablo how we're going to manage uh, the editing and uh, we we share uh, we share a uh, passion for uh, Things of Manuel Valle, and we discuss about it, and yeah, we discuss a lot of uh, the things that we share, right? And we discuss about how we, we had to work in this particular uh, movie. And uh, Pablo told me, well, we have to use the footage like pieces, man, fragments, you know, like if we were in the Jackie's mind, because yeah, because it's film about memory, right? Mm-hmm. It's about uh, how these uh, pieces of memory, uh, very uh, slices, we put, uh, we put it together like more, uh, I don't know, rough thing and not so in Hakka, uh, the French people <laughs> said, right? No, not so classical because if you work it uh, in a classical way, you have, uh, you do a movie like... Uh, you are teaching the people uh, to the audience what she she had to to go through, and uh, the audience uh, cannot leave uh, uh, the the nightmare that she lived mm-hmm. in this uh, moment of her her life. Yeah, talking about the nightmare of her life, like you guys did this amazing job of uh, working the tone of the piece. So it's very much. Um, like it's a very heavy film in in tone. It very feels very. Yeah, it's a horror movie, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a horror movie. Ah, uh, it's a totally horror movie, and we discussed that. Ah, uh, we we thought, okay, this is this is a horror movie, so we we have to 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 be like. But at the same time, I love when when you're in seeing a movie and you're like in a hypnosis. <laughs> <laughs> I love the the hypnotical part of the editing, and when you change a lot uh, time and space. For the audience, it's very complex because normally you have only two layers of time. And in this movie, we have four, right? Mm-hmm. We had uh, the interview with the journalist, the three days of the assassination, uh, after the assassination of JFK. We had the White House tour and we had uh, the conversation with the priest, right? So it was not so easy to work with uh, so many layers of time. And what I wanted to do is like to really to construct a hypnotical uh, mood uh, in each uh, scene, in each section, to allow the audience to be guided by the emotional uh, path of the character and uh, really to leave each one of those scenes in a, yeah, in a hypnotical way and uh, that allows the audience to be with her because it's very easy with uh, this kind of structure to lose uh, the audience. And uh, I thought that with this hypnotical uh, way to, to work in the editing, it was more easier for the audience to, to be in the, in the movie in an emotional uh, way, right? Yeah. We never wanted that the audience, um, if someone asked uh, but, uh, where she is, and th- that was not the idea. <laughs> but at the same time, it was more interesting to be uh, with her, like uh, really in her emotion. And, and sometimes it's not so important <laughs> where she is, but, you know, it's uh, like to be with her. Only. Yeah, no, I, I, well, I love the, the idea of it being layers of time, because I've, I've never heard of it referred that way. Yeah, because I tried to, at the beginning of the film, 
to be more classical, right? Because it's like, okay, this woman, uh, who everyone knows that uh, it's uh, Nelly Portman who plays Jackie O. Okay, she's in Hayani Sport, and uh, there's a house. It was, uh, at the beginning of the film, it's very classical, the structure, you know? He's uh, a journalist who's uh, really, who has this look of uh, classic journalist. And then you have these two first uh, flashback at the White House tour. <laughs> and then you go to the assassination of GFK, and then in this moment, and in the second uh, White House tour, we go uh, in the White House tour, so it's a flashback, but then we go more, um, because the White House tour was like in 1961, and we go uh, one year uh, before that with the concert of Pablo Casals. In those kind of uh, moments, we break a little bit the classical uh, way to present the character and uh, and the moment because it's like in the Arabian Nights you go in one tale and then you go further in another tale. Indeed, you know it's, it's like uh, yeah, you go in in another tale. You understand that? Mm-hmm. It's like we did a, a flashback, a classic flashback. Okay, she's in the White House too. She she and we know uh, because we already present the White House too. Then we do um, for a second time a flashback. And then with the music and all of that, we go into Pablo Casas' concert, and it's more than that. It's not uh, the White House tour in 1961. Is is her in in, uh, in the golden age of the White House, and that's interesting because we present not her like in the White House tour and very narrative thing, but it was Jackie as a idea of of uh, monarchy, right? <laughs> and that was the idea. To be with her in this moment of uh, when she was the queen, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no? Yeah, no. It's very, very interesting. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, I, I love that moment uh, when Pablo Casal is playing. It's very interesting as a moment of construction of the, the structure. It's very uncommon. <laughs> it's not classical at all, and it's very beautiful. Yeah. And because of the music, you can break uh, the classical uh, time and the classical, you know, you, with music, it allows you always to go in in other ways, to break the, the chronological tale uh, and go, uh, you go even more in the past and it's not a problem. You're in another uh, layer, in another level. The other part that I really thought was interesting was the relationship or the back and forth between her and the reporter. There's this sense of her trying to put forward almost like the queen or the royalty trying to put forward the face of the monarchy. So she's doing something similar with that family. But then she's also trying to control the story, which is just a very fascinating sort of almost... Um, yeah, like, she manipulates uh, the the discussion and, uh, and the tale. She wanted to build mm-hmm. the tale, uh, yeah. the Camelot tale. Yeah, and she's, she's trying to mold it so that everyone sees it in a particular way, which is very fascinating. Yeah. Now, you talked about the multiple multiple layers of the story, and I'm wondering, because from when I, the research I've done, you've done some documentaries in the past. Yeah. So what, from your experience as a documentary editor, were you able to utilize on this project? For me, when I started to work on uh, documentaries as, as an editor, I knew that that was, uh, for me, it's always the most complex kind of work that you, you can have in editing. You know, the documentary is like jazz, very open. <laughs> you have a lot of classical documentaries and U.S. They have a classical way to do documentaries like, you know, uh, talking heads and it's very classical. They have their own way to do documentaries. but there's a lot of 
other uh, documentaries that are more essay, uh, which I love. <laughs> and it was, uh, for me, really a very, was the most interesting way to learn how to work in the editing. And when, when Pablo invited me, and uh, Juan, they invited me to the project, they told me, okay, man, we're going to to use probably some archives, I mean, some uh, original footage from the documentaries uh, of that era. And uh, it was like a gift, you know. I can play at that level, but in a more mainstream film, it was like, okay, it's going to be a really playful uh, moment of, uh, in the editing. And really, I think that it was not only, um, it, it helped me, uh, my background in uh, documentary editing, it was not only mixing the original footage with uh, our footage, but it was like, you know, how to construct the mood of uh, this character in that moment of her life. You know, mm -hmm. that's more interesting and that's where... Um, I think it's more um, rich, the work uh, on the editing. You know, it's like, uh, it's not only the information that Jackie had or, or what thing that she had to do in her life, that, that chaotic moment of her life, but it was uh, the feeling, you know, to really understand that moment, the feeling of that house, that big house. When we showed the, the White House, it was like, okay, this is like a, a ghost tale. <laughs> because the documentary is not only, you know, the classical way to see the reality. That's yeah. uh, a very poor way to understand documentary. Uh, in documentaries, you have a lot of uh, different types of documentary. You can uh, do documentaries about the ghost, <laughs> and you do a ghost tale with that in documentary. I did a documentary about the ghost of a maroon community in the Amazon rainforest. So mm -hmm. the reality is really, you, you choose to say what, what is the reality. So <laughs> yeah, the documentary is not the idea of reality like a cold thing, a, a classical thing, and like uh, this is the real. No, 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 it's a very more open uh, space, I think. You know, it's a little bit abstract, but <laughs> that's my idea. So it was, yeah, I think it was uh, not only the idea of mixing the original footage, but also how to to get the audience really feel and understand the mood of that era. That was more interesting, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, it definitely works, right? Like it gets gets you right in the in the moment for sure. Yeah, and the original footage it helps uh, sometimes to create the idea uh, in the audience or the feeling that okay, but we are like in a tale, it's like a dream, mm -hmm. it's like a terrible dream. <laughs> At the same time, those people really live this nightmare. Yeah, and yeah. that's very interesting. Huh? This original footage brings you this idea of uh, that they really live that. And sometimes you see the real people walking, <laughs> you know, because it was fun. It was really playfully, it was uh, really very interesting to do the, the moment of, of the funerals of GSK, you know, that we, we jump, I jump between the original footage uh, of uh, the funerals and uh, our footage. That was really 
fun. Yeah, <laughs> exhilarating. Uh, to yeah. Do. Yeah. yeah, because it was not like, okay, I'm going to, to lie to the audience to, to create the idea that, oh, yeah, that was a rush. No, it was like, okay, you're in a dream and sometimes you see the real Jack and sometimes no, and it's, it's not a problem. It's the feeling, you know, it's the mood. Uh, it's not the narrative problem because sometimes people mix the archives, the original footage, like, okay, we don't have uh, the money to do it and it's very uh, cheap way to work. Uh, it was not the idea. The idea was to introduce the audience in the mood and that was all. It was not, okay, I'm going to be more, more cheap to show, uh, to use uh, this kind of uh, archive. It was, what is fun? <laughs> we can play now. Uh, with these archives. <laughs> now, because this was such a a well-known event, how much flexibility did you guys have to move things around or alter the storyline? Yeah, with Pablo, we discussed always a lot of what was the... the for example, we could not uh, put uh, Bedest before that because if you build uh, an historical tale, you cannot really change the places or uh, and and the structure. You could not change those scenes, and that is sometimes more easier for narrative purposes. But at the same time, you had this freedom to play in the more private area. And uh, no one really uh, know what uh, Jackie told to uh, her assistant. And I, I remember we we had this discussion a lot in the climax. You know when when you have this uh, crisis of uh, Jackie that she felt that uh, after the um, the scene with uh, Bobby in which uh, Bobby told her that they don't have a legacy and uh, and everything is and after that scene i remember i don't know if uh, really in, in this historical moment she had to leave the house that same day or two days uh, after that but mm-hmm. the idea of to see her how the the movers started to pack all her stuff and she was very like uh, she loved her, <laughs> her stuff I mean and the White House 2 is about that about how she she managed to create a, a palace no a, a dream yeah. <laughs> and you, and then you see the yeah and then you see the movers packing all these uh, and to, to destroy this, uh, this dream I remember that we put that in that moment because of that and we, we built the crisis of Jackie with uh, this kind of uh, moments and uh, I don't know if it was uh, she moved the day after you know <laughs> but it was uh, at the same time it's a narrative uh, tool that you have <laughs> and it's not very important really in a historical in a historical way if she, she did that one day after that or one day before that but it was very important for us to use this moment of crisis before she she speaks with Jack uh, Valenti and she told him, okay, we're going to march tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, I have one last question that I'd like to ask everyone I interview, and that's, what's your favorite guilty pleasure film to watch? My guilty pleasure film? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's very easy. The Groundhog Day. Oh, that's my... I love this film. I mean, if someone uh, allowed me one in my life to work in a film like this, okay. I... <laughs> Sorry, which film was it again? The Groundhog Day. Oh, Groundhog Day, yes. 
I love this. Or you, you want a more like no, that's uh, trash perfect. film. <laughs> no, that's perfect. That's, yeah, that one's perfect. <laughs> yeah, because people always invite me to work in, in the historical dramas mm-hmm. or, you know, very intense dramas. And I love this kind of film. <laughs> this film for me, it's a perfect film, just perfect. I already saw it 30 or 40 times and I love this film. <laughs> <laughs> now, I just want to say thank you for allowing me to interview you. No, thanks to you. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> well, have a nice day and yeah. thank you very much. You too. Have a good one. Okay, ciao. So that was my interview with Sebastian. I want to thank Sebastian for allowing me to interview him. I'd also like to thank Niraj Patel who cut this episode for us. As many of you know, uh, I have a young daughter now and, well, I need help cutting these episodes. So without Niraj's help, I wouldn't have gotten this finished. 